News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you to the top of the hour. Hope it's a good morning for you folks. We've got an interesting show with a lot of interesting questions and information for you. Joining us here, and we always appreciate him being here, Chuck Crosby. He is the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach him at 499-6360. They, of course, do real estate closings. I was just over at his office this past week. But he also does a variety of other things, including wills and power of attorney. Those are important things. And also here, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team, and they are not only licensed to do inspections here in Louisville, but now also in Frankfurt and Lexington. And Team Bugout is a new member of Brad's uh, stable, so to speak, where they can come out and they can do termite inspections and a variety of other things related to pest control. You can reach Brad at 844-411-TEAM. And my son, Greg, who does our marketing photography so much more, he's here with us. And you can reach me, Bob Sekoler. That's the Sekoler team, REMAX Properties East. We can help you get your home on the market and sold. We can plan down the road, whether it's this year, next year, or the years beyond. I come out with a free, no-obligation analysis. We can help. We can talk on the phone. Or we can do it in person. It doesn't cost you for me to come out. Then we can talk about what the plans are. Coming up a little later in today's show, uh, some house smells that you should never ignore. These are always interesting, and you might want to stick around for that. Just a quick update for you. Still in our Zoom mode, which means you send me an email. We'll read it on the air. You can send the email to bob at com, and then just put the subject line uh, radio question in the question itself in the actual email. We did a survey, home sold year-to-date, just to let you know what the market's doing. You're probably hearing a variety of mixed things. In 2022, at this time of the year, we had uh, 13,025 homes sold here in the greater Louisville area. As of uh, this this year, a year later, we've got 10,625 homes sold. That's a negative 18% in case you're wondering what interest rates are doing to the market. Still, good news is that home prices have not fallen at this point. And predictions are showing flat or a little bit above. Also, something new that we want to talk about that we've been on the case for the past couple of months. There's some new Airbnb regulations that uh, actually went into effect. Chuck has been following those, and uh, you've got an update for us. What's actually new under these new – for anybody who's got an Airbnb or considering buying an Airbnb, this should be a bulletin coming across if you don't know already. Chuck? Yeah, well, we've talked about this before and went a little more into depth as to uh, what and why they might be doing this. But uh, the rules have actually gone into force now. Uh, the basics are um, they've increased the uh, fee for the license application to 250 from 100. Um, a big thing that people have always uh, uh, tried to work in is uh, an owner-occupied uh, Airbnb. Um, if it's a short-term rental, you want it to be owner-occupied, you just can't buy it, occupy it, and then put it up for uh, rent. You actually have to live in it for six months. Uh, also, if uh, there's a uh, carriage house, a carriage house, uh, the big question is, would you be considered, would that also be considered owner-occupied? Uh, at this point, uh, my understanding is it might not be. Um, there's a limit on the number of people, uh, 12 occupants tops at a time. 
at a time. And uh, um, the distance, if you've got, uh, if they have to be 600 feet apart, but if uh, there's already an area that has an Airbnb uh, or a short-term rental, I keep calling them Airbnbs, uh, within 600 foot, there's not, they're not going to take any further applications on that street. So they're trying to cut down the number. Um, you know, it still sounds to me like uh, there's a lobby in the background. Uh, oh, it's, a big, it's a big lobby, Chuck. I don't, I don't yeah. know if we discussed um, in previous weeks what they just did in New York. Essentially, with the stroke of a pen, they yeah. deemed se- about 70% of all Airbnbs no longer legal uh, short-term rentals. And a lot of what you just cited was going on. And that their reasoning is they wanted to help give uh, the hotels a boost and try to increase um, some rental properties because there's so few in New York City. And and obviously, inventory is is scarce across the country. So I believe I, well, at I least they're being a little more lot. honest about it. They're being honest about it and saying it down here. Yeah. It's uh, all this uh, uh, dog and pony show but, about, uh, oh, we're trying to keep property values. Yeah, whatever. Well, right. I would but suspect, no coincidence, guys, at least it's happening at the same time. Nationwide. Yeah, no, I and would suspect there are. I would suspect there are some people who live in neighborhoods who do not, do not want an Airbnb. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. Oh, my neighborhood. Yeah. yeah right. Northern Commons not, is going through yeah. it. A couple of the buildings absolutely. in here have, have yeah. made those regulations clear as well. Right. But I don't I don't yeah. see those people having quite the power that the other side of the equation does, yeah, right. namely the hotels. Yep. Moving on. We've covered that one from one end to the other. We'll keep an eye on it if anything else changes. By the way, if you'd like to see a replay of the show and hear what we've just talked about, go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That is LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's a redirect to our YouTube channel for this show. Also, if you want to see what uh, buyers are saying about us and sellers are saying about us, go to LouisvilleZillow.com and LouisvilleGoogle.com. Those are redirects directly to Google and to Zillow. All right, over to Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection. Craig wrote us an email. He has a rental unit that he wants to put on the market. You know, it's the tie-in between Airbnb as a rental unit. He wants to put it on the market and sell. He said... He's uh, sending us in this email. The renter must have been smoking like a fiend inside nonstop. He's trying to do some paint, maybe even replace the carpet. And he's wondering, is there anything else that he can do to get rid of the smoking smell, knowing that it will devalue the property uh, when the house goes on the market? That is a problem, Brent. Yeah, it's it is a problem. So he's got a couple of things going on. I mean, one, nicotine stains are nearly impossible to scrub off. You you can scrub them, but more likely you're going to have to seal those with a um, a oil-based primer, uh, oil-based sealer like Kills, uh, that's going to seal in the the nicotine so you can put a final uh, coat on it. I know that their uh, paint stores often have some additives that you can put into paint uh, before you put it on that may help with some of the odor neutralization. But yeah, any of the soft surfaces, so if there's curtains in there, any uh, fabrics, uh, the carpeting, all of that's going to hold uh, the smells. Um, every porous surface, like you know your drywall, uh, is going to be able to to hold on to some of the smells. Mm. So so really, uh, from the standpoint of how do you get rid of it, one, it's probably going to be a repaint. Uh, you can air the air the place out, but that's going to take a while. Uh, so, yeah, I would talk to the paint stores about what you might put in for odor neutralizing. You know, push comes to shove, you can always get a, you know, like a, a, a technical, a technically equipped uh, carpet cleaning company to come in and do some of the deeper cleaning uh, that, that they're able to do, a restoration type company. But... Right. 
we're, we're getting a lot of these questions about yeah. smokers. Did mm -hmm. it, do I remember correctly? Didn't you mention something about an ozone machine that might yeah, be I, of assistance? I, the, I've heard about the ozone machines. I've not seen that they work, though. Um, I know there's a lot of people that talk about them. I've never seen one that's actually effective. Uh, I know that you can buy, you know, ozonators or ozone, uh, ozium, I think they call it, you know, even at the, uh, at the hardware store and the auto parts store. But all of those things, I think, are just going to cover up the smell for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, you're really going to have to remove all the particles that are that have gotten into all of the surfaces and then you know not to mention the ductwork because all of the dust that's in the ductwork that's all holding on to smoke smells too so you're going to that is going to be a case where you know duct cleaning is going to almost be you know mandatory got it we're moving on again if you want to see a replay of the show louisvilleanswers.com chuck this is for you heather listens to our show all the time she sent us an email he says she's saying she believes the seller failed to disclose a material defect in the property. Then she goes on to say, can you explain what a material defect really is? So let's start with a, the second part of that first. So what is a material defect? Material defect is going to be something more than a scratch in the wall or, uh, you know, a, a leaky pipe. It's going to be a broken pipe, backed up sewage. It's going to be something significant where there's a real monetary damage to it, um, not, not cosmetic. Okay. Um, so it's got to actually be something you can, like with, um, Oh, shoot. Uh, you know, if you say, oh, my I, my roof leaked um, and I I fixed it and it, it was just, you know, the little flashing and, you know, that was fixed. No big deal. That's one thing. But if you say, oh, my my roof leaked a little bit and there's a gigantic hole, a cannonball sized hole up there and you covered it over with tar paper. Well, that's something altogether different. Yeah, that's I mean, my I like to quote Chuck a lot here and say, if you've known or should have known is yeah. one of those things that you can prove it. Uh, you got to disclose it. Yeah, that's that's all there is to it. Got it. We move on. And um, Greg, do you have a refrigerator in your garage in your house? I do not. Okay. A lot of us do. I do. And a lot of us have a concern if you're plugged into a GFCI outlet. Right, Brad? Oh, yes, sir. Because <laughs> so, if that outlet trips, everything in that fridge is uh, basically garbage. Yeah, correct. So Rachel uh, had heard our show, and she says, I, I listen all the time, and I remember a long, long time ago hearing about something called a garage-ready fridge. The, can you tell us more about that, she's asking. And I think this is three maybe years ago that we had this question or something like it about a garage-ready fridge. What is that, and is that worth an investment? So my understanding of the garage-ready fridge is a, is a system that has a little bit more insulation and a heavier-duty compressor uh, in it. It doesn't really change the way that the electricity works flowing through a GFCI. Um, oftentimes, I do think that they have a light on them, though, uh, some sort of an indicator light, I believe. I've seen I have a garage-ready fridge. I don't have an indicator light on mine, but I think the newer versions do. But yeah, I think it's just more for the setup that it's, you know, because even in a, in cold times, you know, you can you can freeze all of the contents of your of your refrigerator uh, during the winter time. But in a, in a garage ready, you've got a little bit more insulation, so you're more likely to hold the correct temperatures mm -hmm. and not have things freeze or you know uh, the essentially the compressor burn itself out, just trying to keep up with the uh, heat in the garages. But the GFCI, I mean, just 
you know, we've seen houses periodically that have the the, the uh, GFCI actually like a kitchen, but they've added an outlet in the garage. So you don't necessarily know that you've tripped it uh, because it re- actually resets in the uh, in the kitchen. So you really do have to be very aware of uh, those GFCIs in the garages that those refrigerators are plugged into. All right. Very good. A reminder, we have a bi-monthly video that we send out on a variety of topics. If you want to see it, and it, we make it pretty simple, just go to www.wesellouisville.tv and sign up for those monthly, bi-monthly update videos. We're taking a break. When we come back, more of your questions, and we answer the question, what are the house smells you should never ignore? Uh, we, As we go to break, we are continuing to keep with us Chuck Crosby from the Crosby Law Offices. They do a great job at real estate closings, also landlord-tenant problems, evictions, appeals, a variety of other things. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, who owns Home Team Inspection Service and Team Bugout, which gets rid of those termites and other pesky little infiltrators. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does our marketing photography, will stay with us as well. And if you're looking to possibly sell your home, I can help you. And we can also help you find a home, even in this tough market. If you're thinking about selling now or in the future, you can reach me and we can do a free consult to come out and talk about what the process is. My direct sell is 376-5483. Or you can go to bobsellslouisville.com and just fill out the information and hit enter and it will come to me. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAN. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckiana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. In today's real estate market, you want someone you can trust in the driver's seat. In Louisville, that's Bob and Greg Sokola. Bob and son Greg have helped thousands of families just like yours turn challenges into solutions. They can give you a guaranteed sale of a custom marketing system to get your home sold on your timeline and for the most money, and they have an instant cash offer program. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. You'll be glad you did. 
News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show. We are here with you till the top of the hour, folks. Continuing, Brad Lawler is with us, who's owner of Home Team Inspection Service and Team Bug Out. So he takes care of inspections, not only of the house, but also of the bugs and gets rid of them. 844-411-TEAM is his direct number. Chuck Crosby is continuing with us. He is the owner of the Crosby Law Office, and he only does a great job at closings. But he also does a variety of, of other things, including commissioner sales for foreclosure defense, wills, and power of attorney. You can reach Chuck on his cell phone at 499-6360. And my son, Greg, who does our marketing photography so much more, continues with us. And you can reach me if you're thinking about selling your home now or in the future. I would love to be able to at least talk to you, help you come up with some plans for you, what you need to do, maybe not do a whole lot, just get it on the market and sold, whether it's now or in the next couple of years, you can reach me at 376-5483 or go to bobsellslouisville.com. Well, we're going to be indoors a lot more in the next number of months as things get colder and there are smells that we want to be aware of. And Brad, I'm asking you and also Chuck and Greg can jump in here as well. One of the things that we need to be worried about if you smell gas in your house. So what does that smell like, Brad? Uh, rotten eggs. Yeah. That's added, right? Because it's not yeah, natural it's a, gas. It, is, yeah. yeah, natural gas doesn't have an odor. They actually add that chemical to it. So that I'm glad we clarified because I was going to say, was it my dogs or my kids? There's yeah. a lot of gas uh, odors yeah. coming from them as well that smell. That's it's, a, that's it's a natural additive. It's mm-hmm. mercaptan. Yeah, that's a natural. This is added, mercaptan, which, yeah, they add. A musty smell in the house, pungent odor. What would that be an indication of, Brent? Uh, I mean, musty, it's probably some sort of dampness. Might might indicate mold. I, I don't want to get too far down yeah, the mold it's okay. It's, there, it's, it's, my gym, it's my gym bag. It's okay. It's, you can it's, tell it's, yeah, it could be other things like that. It could be, <laughs> yeah. you know, books that you got out of somebody's attic uh, oh, that you, suddenly yeah. you put in your house. And we had that happen here a few months ago. Also, gross bathroom smells in the house. What is that an indication of? It could be toxic as well as potentially explosive, right? Uh, oh, Greg, stop wow. laughing. No, wow. you're feeding me. I mean, wow. I don't know. Listen, no, no, Brad's got no. great answers. I'm just no, saying. I, I'm, I'm hoping that the, uh, the the vent fan is working there, but Greg's thinking about something yeah. else. Things. Yeah, right. No, but but they are they can be toxic. Okay, we'll move on. Smoke like I've got smell. a story about my daughter being constipated the other all night. Right, we'll yeah. But it was, but, it's all it's all in good fun. All right. So, and I love the fact that that Chuck has been keeping a very straight face on this. So good for Chuck you. Chuck has no smells, no odors, just okay. a beautiful mustache and mustache wax. Yeah. I would tell you that uh, yes, our house does smell quite lovely. Okay, good. <laughs> Smoke like smell indicating that uh, maybe something is wrong. Something burning, possibly as light fixtures. What do you think? On that? I, I, it could be anything there. Yeah, it's. I mean, elect electrical fire, electric. Uh, when when wires overheat in like an outlet. Yeah. It's definitely that that burn plastic smell. It's a it's a very different kind of smell than just burning. But yeah, I guess you never want to smell anything that smells like smoke. Smoke, right? In your house. Fishy smell could be um, potentially acrylic or rubber or another material around uh, some areas melting in an appliance. So be careful there. Dog or a smell. sack of potatoes. Or it could be a sack of potatoes, yes. A dirty dog smell in the house may also mean that you need to get your pets washed, but it could mean something else, Brad. Creatures. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you've got you've got some creatures that will take up residence. Yeah, uh, raccoons and right. other things in crawl spaces and attics. They have a they have a, a funky smell like that. Yeah, we you know we talked about the cigarette smell earlier in the show, but what if we smell an old uh, the cigarette smell all of a sudden in the house? There's third, there's secondhand smoke, but it's something else maybe on countertops, linen, bed linens, and other things. 
It could have, I've read 11 carcinogens associated with that kind of a dust. If we smell that in the house, did you hear that? I don't know. That's, yeah. That's, 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 um, ammonia know. smell, we'll wrap this up quickly. Ammonia smell in the house, um, it could be something in the way of urine from a cat or a dog, but um, it could be a critter that actually died in your walls. Yeah, mice in particular. Mm-hmm. Sweaty gym smell in the house is the final one. Um, we Greg's don't want to it. Yeah, Greg. Yeah, I mean, that's Greg's my gym by. bag every day. You got to get one of those antimicrobial bags. Make sure you wash it weekly. It's it's a hassle, but you get, you should do it. But in this case, a little more serious is actually bacteria possibly growing in your HVAC system that you need to take and check. So those are some Con- of the yeah those yeah those Con- condensate pans will hold water and they start smelling like that. Yeah, yeah, that could be a real problem. Yeah. All right. So those are some of the things that we talk about in house smells that you need to uh, you never should ignore. Back over to Chuck Crosby of the Crosby Law Office, Andrew sent us an email, are there any zoning restrictions or regulations that could affect the use of his property? He's just asking this blanket uh, statement here, Chuck. How would he find out where to learn about them? And if there are, in, in like, for example, can he have chickens in his backyard? Yeah, so, understood. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of great maps. Um, Logic, L-O-J-I-C. Uh, you can go there. That'll tell you what your property is zoned. You can then take that information over to uh, uh, the uh, Louisville Metro Planning and Zoning, and they have all the different uh, zoning definitions, what can be done. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Okay. So this next question is actually for all three of you. Uh, Elizabeth buying a new construction home and she sent us an email. Remember, this is new construction asking, should she get a home inspection and is it mandatory? So we'll start with Greg on this. So you recently bought your home, had it built new construction. Yeah. Did you, did you have a home inspection? Of course. And, and we deal with a lot of new construction cases in, in particular. And the one of the biggest things we recommend is to get a home inspection at the end of the uh, the, the term before you take the keys. Yeah, before you, when you're doing your walkthrough or before before, you, the, before you sign that paperwork, make sure you, you do a walkthrough, you do blue tape walkthrough. Ensure these builders they have license inspectors come through and do certain things, but you want your own independent inspector to come through just so that you have things noted. It might not be things that you that need to be structural or safety issues, but you're going to have them noted if things go wrong in the future. You can go back on these things and have the builder say, "Hey, listen, this is symptomatic of this. We didn't ask for it, but you can get some leverage there." So, Chuck, is it mandatory to hop in home inspection? Uh, no. Another part of Elizabeth's question. No, it's not mandatory, but it's a great idea. I mean, and it's not just, I mean, nine times out of ten, you're going to pick up little things. They know about this. Builders in Louisville, they're a great group of guys. However, there are some flippers. There are some people who do, you know, uh, refurbishing houses and then selling them. Uh, and they may not use the best guides. I ran into a case about two years ago where the uh, uh, plumber uh, wasn't licensed. He had worked for uh, a plumber for a little bit as a helper. Mm. uh, And he had gone into other houses, taken the stickers off the uh, uh, hot water heaters and things like that, and was reusing them on things he did. So, you know, that doesn't happen often, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Kind of like my wife always points out, the likelihood of my pug killing me is uh, very small, but never zero. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And we should point out, Brad, so with new construction, and there are a lot of builders who will say, oh, listen, I've got all these inspectors, Greg Wright, Chuck's right. But uh, having your own inspector is, it really is a smart move, especially if you're buying a new house. What would you be looking for in new construction that may be over, yeah. overlooked? So, so keep in mind that these code inspectors that they're talking about have very 
very limited scope. So you're going to have a plumbing uh, inspector. You're going to have an electrical inspector come out. They're only looking at those systems. Builders, just like like Chuck said, the builders in the city are generally great folks. The challenge is when one subcontractor's work meets another subcontractor's work, okay? For instance, your HVAC guy comes out, he puts all the duct work in, the flooring guy comes out behind him and forgets to cut the holes in the floor mm -hmm. to allow the duct to blow air into a room. We see that all the time. Um, we, have, we have seen homes that they didn't insulate certain parts of the attic. I have a classic picture in one of the presentations, the training presentation that I do, that shows a home that was family lived in for six years that they uh, were hot in the summer, cold in the winter, and HVAC guys couldn't figure it out, and they had zero insulation in the attic. And this is about a $600,000 home. Um, the other problem that you run into is sometimes those coat stickers are put on to, say, a water heater that then is moved after the uh, plumbing inspector looked at it. And it's moved to another part, and it's installed incorrectly. Uh, we had we we had we see those every once in a while when changes are made. The big one though is the grading outside the home. A lot of times you end up with final grades that have sod built up over the level of say your 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 basement windows, or you know we will always suggest a sewer line inspection for new construction because the sewer lines oftentimes get damaged by the heavy equipment that runs over the yard mm -hmm. during that that phase of, of construction. And unfortunately, those type problems don't manifest themselves. They don't show up, you know, for potentially years later. But, you know, to Greg's point too, not only, you know, do we recommend the inspection, even if it just becomes a punch list for the builder. Um, but also a lot of people will have the inspector come back before the warranty period ends, you know, so you do it like the 11 month mark. So you can catch those things that have gotten bad. Like we have to see a lot of problems with, with the way that siding is installed and uh, sealants that fail, uh, window seals that, that thermal seals go bad, you know, so a lot of those things are picked up during those 11 month inspections. But, yep. you know, obviously I'm a home inspector. I always recommend you know inspection but new construction there are a lot of small problems there are material right. problems that you want to correct before uh, you you take ownership of it we move back over to chuck crosby of the crosby law office so amy asks a very interesting question you know chuck uh, brad greg we use a lot of terms on the air sometimes we don't go into the details of what those terms really are because we hear them every day but we we sometimes our listeners are curious what do they mean so Chuck, uh, Amy is saying she's heard us talk about easements on the radio. She's wondering, what exactly is an easement, and how does it affect the property or property value of the home she's thinking about buying? Well, easements, I can't tell you about property value. That's, yeah. that's more an appraiser or a realtor's uh, bailiwick. But an easement is permission to use the property. Keep in mind, we always hear that possession is nine-tenths of the law. Well, you know, if you imagine uh, a bundle of uh, sticks, say 10 sticks that create the ownership of uh, a piece of property, uh, possession is probably nine of those sticks. It's an awful lot. Uh, but an easement, it doesn't give them the property. You still own the property, but you're allowing them to use the property. Uh, things like uh, utilities. There's always utility easements. You give a utility easement to uh, LG&E, it lets them come through and, and uh, dig the place up and put their lines in, 
and all that kind of thing. Also prevents you from building on top of it and things like that. So obviously a utility easement is going to be a great thing, uh, but there are other types of easements. Let's say that your property is behind another property and you need to get across it to get to a road. Well, you can get an easement across the property for ingress and egress, uh, that kind of thing. So there's all kinds of easements, but in short, it's just uh, permission to use the property for a stated uh, uh, purpose. Now you can have easements that uh, last forever that run with the land, uh, or you can have them for a limited period of time. Like, uh, I'm going to build a house back there. You're going to let me uh, use this particular part of your property to drive my trucks over to get the materials in uh, that would typically have an ending date. Uh, but a utility easement, not typically. It, it runs with the land, we call it. And you can negotiate a price for that easement? Uh, yeah, a lot right. of times you can. Yeah. Uh, let's say that uh, you don't do a survey when you're putting in a pool and your pool sits over a little bit. Well, mm. chances are your neighbor's going to say, hey, how much is it worth to you to have an easement to keep your pool on this property and then go from there? Yep. And just remember, the other question, a part of this real quickly, I mean, as we wrap up, is the fact that uh, it won't have any effect or impact on the value of your property as long as it doesn't uh, prohibit or in encroach on the enjoyment and use of the property. I think that's great. You would think that's probably the way to sum it up, right? Yeah, unless actually, you know, here in my neighborhood, Norton Commons, where, or any multi-unit development that has zero lot lines, it's it's customary for, you can have a negotiated price, but to ease your inactive side. So a lot of the planning codes will have an active and inactive side of your home, one where you have like a walkout or a side porch. And it's customary in this neighborhood, at least, uh, to ease that over to your neighbor so that you can run a fence up to the side of their home. Or you can, you know, have fair use of that side of the yard. Now, however, I have seen disputes where the they don't run with the land and right. say your neighbor, I say, let's say I have a fence connected to my neighbor's home and my neighbor sells. I have seen instances where the new owner will not, uh, you know, they'll not agree to this new easement and they'll take ownership and they'll give you a notice on them wanting to rip your fence out and or have it, you know, redone on your lot line. And now that comes to, we always talk about baking a pie and being a good neighbor and, and negotiating, but I've seen it go to legally yeah, um, where there's disputes that, yeah, that happen. We, we, yeah. we call that Chuck Crosby diplomacy. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, whenever you do an easement by hug and handshake, that, that sort of diplomacy may not work in the yeah. future. You Correct. need it in writing. We got yeah, you. Always yep. a short pencil is better than a long memory. And Chuck Crosby is just the guy to have that short pencil in hand and ready to help you. As we wrap up, our thanks to Chuck at the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My thanks to my son, uh, Greg, who I'm very proud of, does our marketing photography. And if you're thinking of selling, folks, anytime, you can reach out to me for this year, next year, beyond. Free, no obligation analysis. We can talk by phone or in person. Really, I'm more than happy to come out. You can reach me at 376-5483 or go to bobsellslouisville.com. We are out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.